0: Hey everybody, it's Will from NEO here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Tea Podcast. Today we're gonna to be continuing with our trip to Japan. Um, so we go every year, we went earlier this year to uh, source some of the best organic Japanese green tea in the whole country. So I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you guys both in tea form and in audio form. So if at any point you would like to try some of our teas, feel free to go to neoteas.com and browse our selection. Um, You can try any tea you want for just $3 and we ship anywhere in the world for free. So um, be sure to check that out when you get a chance. So the second farm we visited was Mr. Sakamoto and I have to say this was one of my favorites because uh, I've really been enjoying some of his tea from afar. Um, I get shipments occasionally of the gyokuro he produces and um, it's definitely my favorite green tea. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Gyokuro is considered to be one of the highest quality green teas in Japan. Um, it was originally reserved just for the emperor because it was the only tea that was so high in um, amino acids that um, it would actually preserve its color. So um, before the cold storage was invented, uh, they would just kind of wrap up tea leaves Um, and then kind of store them however they could. And the emperor would wait for a year to see which tea leaves deteriorated. And the ones that were left, he knew was the highest quality. And it was always the Gyokoro that lasted, um, or at least so the story goes. So uh, Giyokoro is considered to be the emperor's tea because it used to be uh, only uh, drinken by the emperor um, in until this day it's still the highest quality leaf tea in japan it's shaded for up to three weeks Um, so this really brings up the theanine um, and the caffeine so what you're left over with is a very intense uh, very very jade green infusion that's very high in caffeine very high in theanine Um, you get this kind of lifted effect from it um, so you know you, you get this kind of calm alertness that's typical with a tea um, it's even more present in the giokuro. Uh so I was really looking forward to meeting the man that actually produces this tea um, in person and hearing some of his stories and just about as soon as we met him uh, it already exceeded my expectations because what I didn't know was he was a very talented artist and um, he had you know watercolors Japanese watercolors um, all over his office of you know various scenes like landscape Uh, he had kind of like waves crashing Um, he painted some of his family members it was really um, really cool to see and um, what I will never forget is this painting that he made of his niece uh, when she had a long battle with cancer and he drew a painting for her, depicting her as a warrior, holding a sword, um, ready to do battle with whatever was going to come her way. And I just remember that painting so vividly, and I know that I can think about it whenever I'm encountering something. Just um, that painting of, of her depicted as a warrior, ready to fight um, whatever she, she was um, going to experience. Um, and and that was a really special gift that he made for her, and now he proudly displays it in his office. Um, and when he explained it to us, I remember uh, our translator um, asked him the meaning of the painting, and then she started to cry, and then she told me in English, and then I started to cry. Um, it, w- it was that, that beautiful of a story. Um, but... The painting is just one thing. He he became a very talented painter and then chose a life of tea, as he calls it. Um, he took, o- took over his family farm in uh, the 80s. He's been farming tea for generations, him and his brother. Um, and then when it eventually became time for him to take over the family business, uh, he decided that he would be completely organic because... Um, a few uh, instances of cancer arose in his family and um, a few people in the family blamed all the chemicals they were putting on the tea on a almost daily basis uh, for the cancer. And uh, he said, when it's my turn to take over this farm, I'm not gonna use any chemicals. So this is pretty rare in Japan. Um, Only a small percentage of the tea in Japan is organic. Uh, we'd like to change that, um, but for right now, that's just the reality that we're faced with. Most tea farms are putting the chemicals on the crops, and that's something we need to be aware of and make sure we're sourcing tea um, that doesn't touch pesticides um, or you know conventional pesticides or chemicals. But the issue that he encountered was uh, Giyokuro is unique in that it has to be kept alive uh, for 21 days underneath this shade, um, when you cut off the tea from uh, the tea from sunlight, um, it's kind of going into survival mode because um, it, it's difficult for it to you know, produce everything that it needs. So it needs an, an extra uh, shot of nutrients. And, and most farmers will use conventional pesticides or, or conventional fertilizer, I should say, um, to keep the plant alive because it also needs to worry about insects and things like that. Um, when it's underneath the the shading. So Gyokoro is very difficult to produce organically and that's where Mr. Sakamoto comes in, uh, this incredibly talented farmer that's exclusively organic and he does a great job of producing Gyokoro that's become very famous in his region and has elevated him to the position of um, head of the Kagoshima uh, Organic Farmers Association. Um, so what he does is he uses this special blend of fertilizer and we sat down with him and he told us that there's so much sedimentary rock in the area, um, around him. And what he, what he realized one day was sedimentary rock is basically just, you know, all the nutrients Um, leftover from plants and animals just kind of settling on the seafloor over millions of years and if you could extract that that sedimentary rock it's actually this um, untapped reservoir of nutrients that could be used to support uh, plants so he started mining some of this and grinding it up and mixing it with a little bit of bokashi fertilizer so that's a kind of organic plant matter uh, that's been fermented a little bit he um, mixes that in to, to produce this really special um, organic fertilizer that the plants um, seem to love because they grow much stronger. Um, what he'll do every once in a while is he'll take a clipping. He'll clip off a little branch of his tea plants and put in water, and then he'll take off a branch of another farm that uses conventional farming methods and put that in a glass, and after about a week, the plant that's using conventional fertilizer starts to wilt and die, and his still looks like it's you know fresh and as good as new. So um, he gave us this hour presentation, this PowerPoint presentation, explaining his method to us and the effects of it. And basically he said that um, due to this enhanced fertilization technique, the cellular structure of the plants is much denser, so not only does the plant have more nutrients in it, but it's actually stronger. So it can it can last for these this three week period underneath the shading that's normally very very intense for a plant. But because he uses this special fertilizer, it's able to survive. Um, so that was really inspiring, um, and I never look at his tea the same way again. It's always made me appreciate it that much more than I did already. Um, so we just had a great time with him learning about the different types um, of you know teas that he has. He has some that are handpicked, hand rolled. Um, he has different cultivars. Um, he has this amazing so uh is you know made using the finest leaves that have been shaded for three weeks, um, you know rolled into very tight needles. It's such a premium tea. But because that tea is so good, that even the leftover stems of the tea plant uh, create the best Kukicha and Karagana I've ever had. So um, that's something that is definitely worth checking out. Although I love the Gyokuro, it's very umami rich. Sometimes you're not always in the mood for it because it's so powerful and it's brothy. It's kind of... um, super savory uh, tea and it's also very high in caffeine so you can't drink it later on in the day Um, but if you if you want that kind of flavor but a little bit milder and a little lower in caffeine I would really recommend the Karigane or the kukicha that we have Um, we were able to bring some back and um, now we can share it with everybody so um, this is something that he proudly displayed uh, as soon as we we got to him. He had a pitcher of cold-brewed karagane waiting for us, uh, cold-brewed gyokuro waiting for us. And after a quick farm visit, we got to sit down for a little tasting of this, you know, cold-brewed, kind of in those champagne flutes um, with uh, some sakura mochi that he made himself. Uh, and this was really a special moment that we got to share with him. And, um, and you know, it's it's made this experience even better for me. Um, because now I can enjoy this tea at home and and think about um, that kind of special day that we all shared together. Um, So we currently have five teas from Sakamoto. Uh, We have the Chamejin, which is made from the Saimidori. So that's the most premium cultivar that he offers. Um, You're going to notice a very dark jade green color to this tea. Um, It's very sweet, very umami. Um, So this is the most premium tea that he offers. Then he has the Sasahime, uh, which is a gyokoro that's a little more complex. It's got a little bit of fruitiness to it. It's got a little bit of roundness to it, and it still has a lot of that umami. And the reason why there is that complexity is because it's actually a blended tea. So it's a blend of a few different cultivars, um, Okomidori, Saimidori, and Yabukita. And then the chamasumi is uh, purely the Yabukita cultivar. So this is the most common cultivar in Japan, uh, but it still makes an exceptional gyokuro. Um, So this one is is very strong. It's a straight to the point umami flavor, um, and it's really sweet and delicious. It's our most popular tea actually right now. Um, But if you're really looking for a premium gyokuro, I would recommend the Chamejin. Um, but most people probably won't be able to tell that much of the difference. So if you're just beginning into gyokuro, I would recommend the chanmasume. Um And if you're looking for something a little bit different, a little more complexity, the sasahime is a nice, happy medium. Um, but going on to the stem teas, which was kind of our new discovery, um, the karigane is amazing as a cold brew. And this is something I've talked about before. Um, I think I had one weekend we rented a house up north, and um, all of us were together, and I think I had a pitcher of this cold-brewed tea um, in my hands at all times. I was so in love with how good it was, and I was constantly just pouring it um, for people and for myself. So that was really enjoyable, the caragane. Very, very um, smooth, very creamy. Um, It's got this kind of milky color to it when you give it a cold brew. Um, and it's just absolutely incredible Um, you have the Kukicha which is kind of got a little bit of a fruitiness to it um, oddly enough so that's a new discovery for me I'm really enjoying that right now Um, so these are all just these incredible teas that all come from this incredible tea farmer Um, and I love sharing this story and these teas with everybody I can because it's just such an amazing experience and um, it's so great that I got into tea and I get to experience people like this and teas like this Um, so if you guys get a chance I would highly recommend checking it out Um, please check out our tea documentary we tell you know the story of Sakamoto Um, you get to you know see the field you get to see him talking um, and where where his tea comes from so I'd really recommend checking out the documentary on YouTube um, Quest for Tea um, something I'm really excited about sharing and I'm looking forward to going back to Japan soon in, in about a month or so, maybe even less than a month and, um, shooting some more documentaries. So more on that in uh, later episodes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you have a great day.